Welcome to Got Your Milk, FX is the Strain podcast. My name's Bubba and with me as always is Mork. Mork, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you, Bubba? Well, I'm talking at a normal volume, not trying to whisper and say things like that. Um, you're correct. Yes, you always... Mork is the soft one on the show, if you ever listen to the podcast. Soft voice, Mork. Afraid to make a point. Now, Mork... This was a big episode for one of You're our... You're a jerk. Does that count as making a point? <laughs> I still think people will have to turn up their volume to hear that point, but that's fine. Mark, this was a big episode for our Twitter fan, Chloe O'Malley. It sure was. I mean, every episode is a big episode for her. She's really Even the car- one she's not in. She's carrying the show this season. So Audrey O'Malley, uh, sorry, Audrey Luss is played by Chloe O'Malley. Mm-hmm. Chloe O'Malley is very kind and is always favoriting our tweets on Twitter. And Mork, how can people contact us, the Got Your, Got Your Milk podcast on Twitter? Well, if you head down Highway 14. Right. And you take a left at the 7-Eleven. Sure. And you drive into the National Park. Okay. And you unload your canoe. Is this going to get to Twitter anytime? And, and then you pull up Twitter. Sure. Go to Fit and Trim, which is F-I-T-T-E-N-T-R-I-M. Right. At Fit and Trim on Twitter. Like wonderful Chloe O'Malley, and you could be a star like she was in this episode. She was doing some great acting, uh, but before we even get into this great episode, which was titled For Services Rendered. Yes. Mork, we got to bring in a special guest. Not many people... Is it because I, I'm, I'm so quiet and I... It could be. I, I don't finish Soft sentences? Soft-spoken, that could Is that be. because... Okay, that fine. That could be, Mork. Then I've got a secret weapon for you. All right, what's your secret weapon? I got two words. Yeah? Knock, knock. Who's there? Catfish. Catfish. Yeah, yeah. Everybody. Ah, we're going to bring in our speckle, special guest, Catfish. And your mom's speckled fish. Right. Catfish. Some uh, inside baseball talk right now. We decided to do a podcast about the strain because Catfish had read this book and no, pitched it. No, I off. told you I hadn't read. I'd read, like <laughs> read half the, book, the book, and then he didn't bother to show up for any of the podcast recordings. That is true. So, Catfish, uh, this is the midway point of season one of FX's hit thriller drama, The Strain. I'm pretty sure that some of or most of all that you just said, I don't agree with. But okay. It is, well, you don't agree it's the midpoint? <laughs> That's the one point I agree It is with. the midpoint. Now, now, Catfish, why don't you tell everybody what you think of these first seven episodes? Well, first of all, I have my own subtitle for this episode. Yes. It should be, For Services Rendered, Humans Are the New Juice. <laughs> Ouch. I mean, not that... Wait, no, that's good. Or maybe... <laughs> fair enough, okay. Because until the strain. Right. Right. Because I'm just saying I think the whole middle philosophical section of it oh, was I supposed see. to be some sort of thing about, you know, resisting and how they're making a parallel to to now. I see. Humans little, little clunky. are the new Jews. Look, little, little I didn't clunky. write it. They wrote it. They meant it. They wrote it. You know, you know, I think there's actually one very very clear reason why some of those flashback concentration camp scenes don't work so well. Uh, well, well, okay, let's let's hear it. Well, Chloe O'Malley does not is not featured in any of them. Right. <laughs> yes, I'm sure that would be much more enjoyable for all of us if you right, was. Right, to see a little girl tur- tortured at a concentration <laughs> I didn't, camp. I didn't say torture. No. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, what did it work? 
Are you, you gotta telling me? Hands. Okay, keep Catfish. carving. Catfish. Keep carving, Chloe. Catfish, you can't just show up here <laughs> yeah. and start telling us and our, all of our followers and listeners. You mean Chloe? That, that Chloe O'Malley doesn't have the range. She could also be uh, an evil Nazi officer. I'm She's just got saying that range. I would enjoy. You know what? It's She's enough got that range. to see a, a, a like a 28 year old guy playing a 19 year old kid being manipulated, mm-hmm. but it would be horrible to see a young girl be manipulated. Oh, but you're assuming that she would allow herself to be manipulated. Oh, so you're saying if it was her, she would have fought back and this story would have never happened in the first place. Or maybe... In which she, case, or I'm, maybe she's I'm poor team man's. Chloe. Well, we're all team Chloe. We're all team Chloe here. I want to say once again that Chloe O'Malley plays Audrey Lust, a high-priced attorney slash Stagore... Stigoy, uh victim. Stigoy. Joan Luss's daughter. And now, so she's been following... You, you, you asked me sure. what my feelings were. Yeah, I'm not sure I got an answer. And, and, and I'm glad that you brought up the high-priced attorney. Because this woman walking around with her crazy eyes the whole time... There's right. so many things on this show that I know that... You know, you say, okay, people are busy, people have their lives. There's so many right. things in this show that somebody would have noticed and said something about. The hundred... Plus people who disappeared from the morgue. That's not just shoveled under listen, the rug. Listen, listen. How many people... Uh, let's debate this. Catfish, you're saying they would notice the over 200 passengers who disappeared from the morgue. You're yes. saying. But what if the one mortician disappeared as well? And what if he didn't oh, tell anybody? He's the only he guy. Did, he did in New York City. They're like, he must have sent him somewhere. We just don't have the paperwork. Though. Get a right. rope. Right, yeah, so so that okay, point has uh, been disproven. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I take back everything I said. But okay. But except for Team Chloe. Team Chloe, I'm right. still Team Chloe. So Chloe's been kind enough to follow us on Twitter. Once again, that's F-I-T-T-E-N-T-R-I-M, at Fit and Trim on Twitter. Well, you Chloe's can, got a funny handle. Listen, you oh, can also... Oh, that's your handle. That is. You can also give us reviews on iTunes. We have a new iTunes review this week, Mork. Do you want to hear it? I would love to hear it. It's a five stars iTunes review. Thank you very much. And this this person must be a fan of our other podcast. For those of you who like the show Game of Thrones. Never do, heard of it. Never heard of it. But we do a podcast called The Joffrey of Podcasts about Game of Thrones. And we have a review, five star review on iTunes from Black Lannister. He titled his review very funny. And he said, highly entertaining. Great way to get through the work day. Thank you very much, Black Lannister. Yes, if only Black Lannister was not the handle for Secretary of Defense Chuck Hagel. That, that would be, exactly. All right, so... I thought the Secretary of Defense was our goalie for the national team. Oh, that's a good point. Our, yes, we are really off track and not jumping in. <laughs> let's the, jump in. Let's jump in. Now, we begin every episode by talking about our favorite... Uh, how many uh, cartons of milk slash... Vampire worms slash UV lights, like we give a rating for how many uh, out of ten we consider this episode. So I'll go first, and I'll say uh, I think both Mork, you and I were both disappointed with last week's episode. For services rendered, I think is definitely a step in the right direction, so I'm going to go seven cartons of milk. Uh, it still doesn't go the full way. It still hasn't reached its potential of some of the episodes we had a bit earlier. We want it to be fun. We want it to be crazy. The opening scene really got me excited. The eclipse last week was a bit of a fake out. And this episode mm-hmm. uh, feels like a slight bit of a fake out despite some fun scenes. So seven out of ten for me. How do you feel, Mark? 
Uh, unfortunately, I think I think we're uh, five and a half. I was five and a half. I felt I, I, I thought it started pretty strong. Yeah, it did. And then uh, you know it just sort of worked its way backwards. So uh, yeah, five and a half. Let's go to uh, catfish. If, oh wait, sorry. Did you have more, Mark? Sorry. If there was more Chloe O'Malley, it would be a nine and a half. Well, she's, I agree. Be- I agree because spoiler alert. I thought those were some of the most effective parts of the episode. Let's go to our catfish. Catfish. If you had to rank this episode out of ten, uh, ten cartons of milk. Uh, for the most that F would drink, because he's a recovering alcoholic, down to zero cartons of milk, you want to get drunk when watching this episode. What do you think, Catfish? Well, I'm going to talk a little bit about past episodes, because sure. it affects my rating of this. Yeah, okay. As you know, it. I always feel that how you interpret what you just saw and rate what you just saw is really affected by the last things that you see, the mm-hmm. ending. True. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in sure. many of these episodes, I have been deceived by... A really good ending, and then uh, scenes from next week that make it look like things are really picking up. Right. And so it's fool me four times, shame on you. Fool me five times, shame on me. Okay. So even though, again, the ending of this was, oh, a whole new storyline, which is very cool, and then um, I'm still going to give it six because I feel like it's just not picking up. Mm. Okay, so let's this is about as low as I go. All right, so we also we also kit our scariest scenes slash our favorite scenes. So this could be a scene that you just happen to love, or it could be a particular scary scene. So I'm going to go first again, and I think the strongest scene was the very opening scene where high-priced attorney Joan Luss's father, I mean husband slash Chloe's father, shows up from the airport, and he is trying to get out of there. He's trying to get out of there. This taxi cab guy, he just wants to shoot people. We are in New York. Uh, and then he runs into the house. He sees his wife. Uh, really hasn't been keeping up, her, keeping up her appearance too well. I thought that opening scene was really good. That was my uh, favorite scene of the episode. Uh, Catfish. Quick question. Yeah. Can I ask you? Sure. Did he stop off at a bar that he owns that was completely empty first? I'm a little confused. Dude, listen to me. Listen to me. If, if, if that was if Joan was your wife, when did you, you saw her, wouldn't you go to a bar? A bar where there's no one there and I just feel free to pour my own drink? If you drink alone in, in a public place, like a bar or a country club, I, I believe right, this yeah. is a, a country club, Amen. then you're not officially an alcoholic. Okay. So. Good to know. Well, then that's where F. Could All right. Go. So that was my favorite bit of the episode. Mork, what about you? What was your favorite scene? I I enjoyed that. I enjoyed him coming home, but I really liked the last scene where we got to meet some new characters that may actually be relevant in future episodes. Ah, <laughs> that's so. So you like the twist at the end? Once again, the Lust family provides all the drama. Catfish. What was your favorite slash scariest scene in the episode? I've got to jump on Mork's back here to make uh, okay. both of us together as tall as you are. All right. In a good way or a bad way? Just in, in a way that makes us finally tall. All right, let's hear uh, it. Catfish. In that, the end we see very again. It opens up a whole new storyline. Right. We've got these creepy vampires. I mean, in the end, I'm just going to be disappointed because it's going to take us maybe another four seasons before them to, to join forces with our other crew. Um, well, so, imagine so how want... skeptical F is going to be of right. not just one set of vampires, but now there's two. Right. He's like, wait, two it just, I don't think it's A lot gonna... of craziness in this episode goes back and forth. I refuse to believe it. So, okay, so Catfish, that was your favorite scene? That was my favorite scene. All right, let's get to the spilt milk, the spoiled milk uh, scene of the week. This is the scene 
you don't like as much. Uh, I've been going first this whole time, so uh, maybe we should go in reverse order. Catfish, was there a scene that you particularly wish think spoiled the episode and only raised it up to a six in your opinion? Well, we missed a little bit of explanation, but it's the scene where Jim... Right, evil Jim, traitor Jim who betrayed F. Who basically just had a conversation with his, his wife just saying... Don't come with me. You shouldn't leave the city. Right. This is a big thing. Epidemic. you got to take care of it. And in the middle, he explained what happened. And now she's saying... You're nuts. Why should you stay here? <laughs> Don't stay here. What are you doing? I hate you. It's it, it, The scene was was nonsensical. That was that was uh, my worst. The second worst was when the uh, subway did not stop at Grand Central Station. Okay. But the worst was worst. the total 180-degree turnaround... With the with, wife. With the chemo wife. Well, what you didn't see was during the commercial break, she had another uh, hit of her medicine. <laughs> so she she got a bit nice. loopy there. All right, so Mork, did you have a scene, a spoiled milk scene of the episode, which uh, kept it down to a five and a half rating for you? You know, uh, it's funny, it's funny you ask, because I do. And, yes. and I don't know if it was an entire scene, but it was a portion of the scene... Where we're back in the uh, concentration camp, concentration Poland, camp. 1944. Poland, 1944. So, and uh, there, there's this odd scene, and, and maybe I'm sort of jamming them together in my in my feeble, feeble brain. But okay. first off, we have uh, there's a political discourse, a discussion between Abe and poor man's Christoph Waltz. Right. And then, and then very poor because I thought his acting was great up until then, but the drunk scene was not strong. Drunk scene, and if drunk scene was not amazing, okay. but then, but then, when two characters who we've been watching for six or seven hours in the present, right, have a Mexican standoff about sure. possibly shooting each other, it's not the most dramatic. Uh, does not have the most dramatic potential. However, you know, I will disagree because will, yeah, at some point, right, poor man's Christoph Waltz. That's PMCW. Yeah. <laughs> PMCW at some point gets turned into a non-living being, and there's still some disagreement. I don't believe he's a full vampire, which is we can walk in the yeah, sun. This, this he's kind of a Renfield kind of character, I feel. But at some point, he does. You're right. Neither of them actually die, but there was a potential, and this is why it's another way to see. There was a potential for some action sure. there that was again unfulfilled. Yeah. So, so what you're saying, Mork, is you don't like Mexican standoffs when they're in Poland. I think I it's, think it's fair to say Mexican standoffs in Poland right. between a, uh, a, a where, where was he from? Romanian. A Romanian Jew. No, a Romanian Armenian Jew. A Romanian Armenian Jew. A Mexican standoff in Poland <laughs> with a, <laughs> an Armenian Jew and a Nazi. There's, you know what it is? What is it's, it? It's, he doesn't like it. It's like International it's Day. It's oh, because when he was in high school, yeah. they had American chop suey, and he was upset to find out it was really just macaroni and cheese. Yeah, we I, are, I, I still am upset. Hold on, hold on. Let's, let's in, honor of the, tense. in honor of the Mexican standoff between... <laughs> Between the who again in Poland between the, <laughs> the, the, the Mexican standoff in Poland between the Armenian Armenian Jew Armenian, 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 and the German and or Austrian Nazi. Yes. All right, yes. so ready? We are the world. We, we are, are the, the Armenian. We are the children. Okay, so uh, mine. Let me get to mine real quick, and then we'll break down this episode for you guys. My spilt milk, my spoiled milk scene of the week was the scene between Gustav. 
and the cop. There seemed to be, just like there's only one uh, coroner in all of New York City, of the five boroughs, there seemed to be one cop. He's going to check Gusto's ass for drugs, and then he's going to sit there with his feet up on the desk and watch the prisoners when they're in he's the threaten. jail. That's also a nice scene when he's like, move your ass, and the guy next to the guy that he punched had already moved. There was already a spot. Yeah. Oh, and then he cradles him in his lap like a yeah, baby that's the in the strangest looking to scene ever. Listen to me, when Felix is sick, you gotta put him in, you gotta, you know, do a midnight cowboy cold like cradle. Baby. This is how we know Gus is someone we need to root for, number one. Right, amen. He's nice to his mom. Number two, he likes, he likes to cuddle. All right, so why don't we break down this episode? We'll do it uh, storyline by storyline. And there sure wasn't much of our boy Gusto and Felix's adventures in a Manhattan jail. So uh, why don't we just jump right to it? Sure enough, in the last episode, we saw one of these Sturgoy. Sure, the, the New York City coroner, the one we keep talking about, uh, he had joined the Insane Clown Posse, and he's going out, and he's shooting his tongue. And, uh, uh, of course, he doesn't shoot his tongue at Gustav. He just pushed Gust- Gustav in the last episode. He shot his tongue at Felix and his tongue did, did his tongue get Felix? How did Felix get that worm on him? I don't remember. I, no, I think it was when uh, it was the, kind of a when spray. insane clown posse. Yeah, yeah, when the juggalo had his head bashed in, right. and then one of the ammonia worms. Oh, got uh, Felix jumped onto him. So, but so, you know, you know what I noticed, and and sure. I know that it is summertime, right? In, in the United in, States now, in the city. Yes. Oh no, I'm sorry, but in the in, in the, the show, show it's, it's winter. It's winter time. And so this actually this this leads this is exactly my point. Now I grew up in the Midwest. Right. And I learned the hard way, not yeah. in in the wintertime, not to uh uh, lick, uh, place my tongue or any other body part of mine on a on a metal surface in did the Did you dirt. say you learned the hard way? I did. Okay. I did. That's what I thought. That's exactly right. So the point is, how yeah, come, get to the point. Yes. How come we haven't seen any of the Strigoys with their tongue things stuck to uh, like oh. a mailbox oh, or like a lamp or something? Mark, oh. that is I'd the like most brilliant that. point. I, that is a Christmas Chloe, story. Chloe, talk to the guys at work about exactly. doing one of those scenes. Now here's Thanks. Really, uh, Chris, Have we seen this yet? They just cut off the head. What happens if they cut off the tongue? I, well, well I'm pretty sure Abe. Ooh, I don't know. Nobody's lived long enough because Abe is the one doing the cut. Abe with no, his I mean, magic but here's sword. The, if the guy gets his tongue caught on a metal thing, right? Yeah. You know, you just cut the tongue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and then moving on. This fair. is this fair is enough. this is the that would make the episode a ten if a Stergoy tongue got stuck to something frozen. Yeah. All right. So, but listen, let's. That did not happen in the last episode. We follow Gustav Gustav to prison, yeah. and he is talking back a lot of smack. I don't know if you're really allowed. Uh, I haven't been arrested recently, so I don't know if you're really allowed to talk so much smack when you're naked and the guy is check, checking your crack for smack. I, now I but think you shouldn't I, talk. Smack. I think that's the best time to talk. He smack. is basically he's talking to a cop. As if he's never had an interaction with a cop. Right, and he's, uh, he's just out of the bay. He's been in prison this whole time. He's just been you released. You think and... he would know that it's right. not the appropriate way to talk to a cop. But Gusto, he's, he's arguing his case as if the cop's a lawyer. He's like, cop, didn't you see the guy's six-foot tongue? The cop's like, do I look like a coroner? Boy, zing. You got him. <laughs> zing, he got him. He uh, and then he's placed back in the holding cell, and we heard some coughing from Felix. And so... How long do you think Wait, it would I'm take? Wait, I'm sorry. Did, did I fall asleep or did we skip the first 
because did we skip the first scene and then the scene in uh, no, underneath doing, the pound show? That story yeah, line. we're doing that storyline. We're you, doing. You you're the said, one who wants to do a lot of storylines, story and I said let's storyline. Right, and I said let's do a storyline. We're doing ghost Okay, all right. Point of order. Point of order. Yeah, and I'm just over here, Team Chloe. As as many people know, Mark didn't start subscribing to this podcast until about episode five. So now he might actually start listening. He doesn't listen while we record. I've been very busy. Okay. I've been very busy trying to find a new sofa on Craigslist. All okay? right, so Mark, listen to me. We, we're going to go storyline by storyline, but we're going to the shortest one first. Okay. We're, going, we're doing right. Gustav. Do you have any other point about Gustav and Felix? He's, he's in really good shape, that guy. Felix? No. That <laughs> <laughs> like Gus, man. He works oh, Gus. He does. What do, you, what do you think he does? Like Zumba or something? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. He is in great shape. You mean like vacuuming the floor automatically? That's a Roomba. Oh. By one of our potential sponsors, Roomba. Roomba. All right, so uh, how long do you think it takes Felix to go full Stergoy? How long does it take for this worm? Uh, How long are they actually even going to be in a holding cell? Well, they can hold them until they get a cop. They can hold them for like 24 hours. Yeah, they can hold them 24 hours. So are you, is this another thing we're projecting? We hope that Felix goes crazy in the cell. Well, we need some action. Wouldn't that be great? A Stergoy in the holding cell with all this craziness? We need some action on this show. A lot of talking. Uh, 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 And so you have read the books. Do you remember this part? (laughs) I read half of the first book and then it wasn't that interesting. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. alert. So, uh, did did you remember reading this part of the first book, Catfish? No. Okay. Uh, The books came out a long time ago. Yeah, like three years ago. No, the first book came out like six years ago. Okay. Yeah. And so you read half of this book six years ago. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, so so you don't remember, so we can all make predictions. We can all make predictions... I, because I want it to happen, I'm going to predict Felix is going to turn pretty quick, and then we'd have this awesome scene in a holding cell with uh, some six-foot tongue action. I'm saying that uh, that's the excitement I'm looking for. That's what I see happening. What about you guys? Any other thoughts on what we could possibly see from Gustav and from Felix? No, I think, I think that's exactly where we need to go. Yeah, that's great. And we'll get there by episode 19. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we've uh, tackled that storyline. Which storyline do you want to do next, Mork? Oh, man. I I think we got to focus on the Lusks. Yeah, the family Lusks. The family Lusks, certainly the most exciting... Is it okay to say the most exciting part of the show? I agree. So it started off with that super great scene of Papa Lusk breaks into a bar... (laughs) Yeah. Flies 19 hours on a flight home, yeah. and then goes straight to a bar. Doesn't go to his wife, who apparently has issues. Uh, you know, he hasn't seen since she's had this traumatic plane experience. Doesn't see his kids. Goes straight to a bar, then takes a. By the way, we should mention yeah. that when he first came out of the cab, we each thought that he was a different, well-known actor. Oh, that's true. So yes, he 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 shall be known as uh, poor man's Bobby Bacala or poor man's guy from Boston Legal. Yeah, yeah, but he's actually real gu- real man's guy from Battlestar Galactica. He was on that great sci-fi show, Battlestar Galactica. Okay. I, I was the one who correctly identified him. I want to point out, dear listeners, congratulations! If you didn't correctly identify him, 
Write to me, Bubba, at Fintrib, F-I-T-T-E-N-T-R-I-M, so I can talk smack to you like I did to these guys about, like, no, he's the Battlestar Galactica guy. So now he takes, uh, how close, so we, we are not in New York City right now, we're in Los Angeles, but how close could the bar, the empty bar that he is, to his house, how close could it be to for, ha- for an $8 cab ride? I don't even think you can, you can get an Uber for that cheap. No, no, no. I mean, this is this is ridiculously cheap. In the bar, he saw his wife on TV with her red eyes talking about suing uh, the airline. We also saw that this sexy female hacker who is shutting down internet and cell phone access yeah. uh, he, he has been getting coverage on TV. Conveniently, his cell phone worked. Uh, you know, the, the housekeeper in Yonkers could call him on his cell phone, but right. his cell phone to his house which was an $8 cab, cab right away, could not work. So a yeah. lot of interesting stuff going on there. And then the taxi driver cannot take cash. Well, no, no oh, demanded he, cash. He, he, he demanded probably take... because the sexy hacker has shut down all the credit card machines yeah, that's, as well. That's where anarchy starts. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Probably. So, now, this guy, I don't know how he got to this uh, his current station, his right. high-level station in the taxi cab company. Right. Very, very poor street smarts for a New York City taxi driver. I disagree. I, it has nothing to do with street arts. It has to do with uh, it's it's in New York City. Somebody challenges you, you don't run away from a fight. You get out of the cab and you shoot him in the head. All right. So what if the hold on? So what, if the, what if the person that challenging you? It worked for Jen- Alec Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, no, Alec Baldwin would just do a gay slur at them. And right. then sure. ride away on his bicycle. Now wait a minute. What if the guy who challenged your cab? Uh, challenged it by shooting a projectile six-foot tongue out of his mouth. You would still get out and shoot him? I mean, come on. Listen, you don't come at me like that, bro, and get away with it. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, I will never get in your taxi cab. So look, much. moment of only semi-silence, because he's still alive. Right. Shook Knight, 2014. <laughs> All right, now hold on. Current events are sneaking into... <laughs> Got your milk, FX is the stream podcast. Yes. All right, let's get to it. So then Papa Lus... Uh, he, he, he sees these people, they're monsters, he tries, you know, we have the adventure in the cab, he runs into his house. He says drive, drive, but then he doesn't try to drive. He, he runs into his house, he's like, honey, call the cops, honey, call the cops, and his wife has seen better days. She is looking rough. She, you know. She is, things have gone downhill since the 14 days in a row of her appearing in public with really creepy red eyes and no one questioning it. It's finally, it's finally caught up to her. It's finally caught up to her. And so she's having a bad hair day. And yeah. so we go to the commercial break with the tongue shooting out, but uh, theoretically he's doomed. Right. But he did call, have a phone conversation with the housekeeper. In she was in Yonkers. Where was she? He's like, yeah. bring my kids home tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. And so that in this storyline, I think the next thing we see is the next morning, uh, the housekeeper's daughter. Is saying, Mom, listen, Mom, you got to bring these kids home. They're not our kids. Now, here's the thing. Why when, is you, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. when you're in a horror movie and it's only a contained hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes, right. you can live with a while with people always right. not believing in the whole thing. Sure. But after six hours of it, it starts to get very tiring. Well, this, this daughter was a nurse. She's like, if the, if the lawyer's sick, I'll be able to take care of I'll know I'm a doctor. Well, it's, she got her just desserts. She did. She did. So they go to the house. They pull up to the house. They bring the kids, including our Chloe O'Malley. Wonderful, wonderful Twitter follower. Team Chloe. Team, team Chloe. Clean Team Audrey Luss. And they see that there's a cab outside. The cab has uh, doors open. It's just sitting there. Housekeeper's like, oh, no, no, no. This is not good. Let's go. 
Yet the dang daughter demands they the kids no the kids jump out of the car and I like the kids run it. Oh my gosh, kids. kids will do that. Chloe, bad move, bad move, Chloe. That's exactly right, Chloe. We expect better. So they run into the house. But however, however, what was nice was when she ran into the house, Chloe was retweeting one of the tweets for the podcast. As much as as much as we appreciate that, Chloe, <laughs> right. when the cameras are rolling. Yeah, don't be tweeting. Yeah. So they run into the house, and uh, she screamed, and I couldn't tell what she was screaming about. Maybe I just, uh, maybe this means too much to me. I thought she was screaming because the TV had been destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> but it turned out she was screaming because Dad is there on the on the floor, and he has been... He's been got. He's been troubled. Papa yeah, but Lush. he's still he, conveniently he's still breathing. Right. So he has that, that they can all pay attention to him. He has not turned around yet. Mm-hmm. He has not mm-hmm. turned around yet. But as soon as they go to him, guess who shows up? Mama, Mama Lust. Bear. Mm. Mama Bear Lust. Bad hair day. And Mama Bear Lust for a house which is nothing but windows. And I kept saying she's in the sun. She's in the sun. Apparently, this is a window house with a lot of shade, or maybe it's got those windows that they have at Stoneheart Industries. Uh, because uh, Mama Lust really only got burned once on her hand. Only, only once. Only once, yeah. And it was a, quite a delayed reaction, at least the way it was it was edited. You know, well, it's no. like, hold on. Have you ever put your hand on, like, a hot fryer accidentally, yeah. and you're like, wait, what? Oh, I burned There's my hand. There's a moment. Yeah. There's a moment where you're like, oh, boy, this is going to hurt. That's right. what that's what probably happened. Okay. Yeah. And so there's a great scene where they're running through the house. And, of course, because we know, I'm saying, open a window, open a window, fry mommy, fry, fry mommy. Uh, but they hide in what it looks like a wine a wine room, I guess. It wasn't a wine cellar because it looked like it was on the same floor as everything. But they're hiding in a wine room. Good tent stuff. The mom is coming. The mom is coming. Uh, later, we see one of those creepy dudes from the night before are in the house. Are we? Were they supposed to be people we knew or just... Other neighbors who had been turned. Who who are these other creepy zombies from the? You know, it was it was the guy. It was the guy that the dad saw, right, and recognizes his neighbor. Oh, it was Phil, another Phil, Franco. Are you okay, or it was Franco, that was. neighbor. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Franco. Whatever yeah, his neighbor Franco. was, Franco. How you doing? Yeah. And so these these Stergoy, they, uh, you know, once they see some potential victims, they just stay at it, and they were smashing that glass in. And that's one thing I actually liked. Yeah. Is that they still have their wits about them. Yeah, they're pretty smart. They were going to get those delicious kids and those delicious house <laughs> helpers, au pair and daughter. So sadly, though, sadly. I, mean, I only say sadly because this is still not the end of the podcast. But this is uh, what uh, two out of three podcast experts agree is the best scene in the show, and it is the end scene, but we're starting off with it. That, the... Uh, the mom coming in. Well, the, the mom coming in, and then boom, getting shot. Yeah. Was very exciting, and then it turns around, and it's it's these guys who are clearly vamps. Yeah, they are. They're vamps. They got they their own uniforms. They can control themselves. Yeah, well, yeah. most the of them are all squad. covered, so they can yeah, walk out in the in sun. In the sun, right. The vamps. Oh, that's a good, that's a good call. Yeah, they got fish. this, and not only that... You know, you can use whoever. You know, you got the best boy. You're like, hey, can you just jump into a suit? Throw it on. There you go. Put it in front of the camera. Right. I, I, have to, I have to be honest. When when our girl Chloe said mom, I, I keep thinking how the show in previous episodes has talked about love, love, love. And I thought, is this love going to prevent the mom from killing her daughter? Or at least a moment of recognition. Gave, so that was cool that right. it sort of set something up. And then no, it, it paused happen. Monster Mom for just a second before she got it right through the head. 
right, right through the head. Now these fellas, now they they had some they sort of. <laughs> there was. I'm just gonna do that the whole time you're talking. Just go ahead and talk. Oh, okay. So they had some sort of uh, no country for old men contraption yeah. to uh, to take yeah, to people take out. people out yeah. through the head, and they had. They, they, I want to do the thing from Monty Python. They had pointy teeth and they sharp. Well, his it was basically kind of just like a V. Yeah, they obviously digitally just took out the rest of his teeth. No, they, there was an in his teeth are sort of like an inverted uh, vampire. Yeah. Yes, oh, that's a great mm. point. Yes, for the him. reverse vamp. The reverse vamp, which the ramp, the, which <laughs> is the ramp. And so they 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 do a test. They're like, hey. Let me see the kids, and this, and even though you I didn't fear it, I was a bit tense. Like, what are they going to do, this kids? It was interesting because they're still right. They're still making the noise. The guy was creepy, right? But also, <coughs> excuse me, he really did seem to care for the kids. Yeah, it's like like he, he treated them like you would treat kids who were like scared. Right. Good guy. He sees the housekeeper. He's like, okay, but he sees the housekeepers uh, or the nanny, whatever she is, the au pair. Another cool turn, though. Yeah. Another cool turn. You knew it had where, to happen. Another cool turn where he's just like, okay, great. Everybody's great. And then just, oh, no. Hold on. Hang hold back there for yeah, a second. Yeah. And then he's like, hang back. And then right through the no country for old men contraption, right into the head. That's a good way to, you know, kill Strigoi. I was thinking, you know what? I, I guess The I saddest part about that is that yeah. was her day off from work. It was. <laughs> She People just, never quit work. It just goes to prove the axiom right. on, on this show, though. Yeah. Doubters gotta die. Amen. Well, was, except for F. <laughs> except for F. We'll get to that. Yeah. Well, the one thing that I guess uh, I want to have from predictions, what you guys think about this uh, vampire good guy squad, but the one thing I thought, and I guess the worms move too quickly, is uh, if you guys remember, what was the zombie movie from last summer with Brad Pitt? World War Z. Yeah. Where if like somebody got bit, Brad Pitt cut off the woman's arm real quick so it wouldn't spread. And it I, wasn't even the woman who got bit. Right, right, right. A, a woman, Spoiler alert. Someone got bit across the street and then Brad Pitt chopped off someone's arm. Right. Spoiler alert for World War Z. So I thought there was a chance she's like, well, I just got cut. That maybe these guys would just take her hand, but no, right. they shot that. That's the whole thing, head. yeah. Now I guess once it gets in there, once it gets, once you've so been these warned. guys are like, yeah, they're good they're, guy vampires. There's a vamp squad, vamp squad, like the Geek Squad. They're, they're exactly right, and no affiliation with potential sponsor Best Buy. Yeah, right. Yes, exactly. That's, I'm glad you said that as softly as you could, and yet Lee did, Mark. I'm always boosting your volume every episode, so you Lee did like you were gonna keep your regular volume, but. Anyway, so let's have some predictions. Vamp squad, super good guys, they're going to take care of the master, or uh, they're just more fodder for the evildoers? No, no, no. I, I think this is the... Uh, I mean, I think they did it really cool here, but it's a stereotypical thing. You know, you've got... You've got the... In these kinds of things, the group that wants to take over and then right. the group that wants, just wants to stay in the shadows. Yeah. So essentially, this is... They are going to try and defeat. Is this a bit this like evil. Blade? I've never seen any of the Blade movies, but is this a bit like Blade, where there's some bad? Yeah, that's exactly like Blade. Vampire? Yeah, sure. He's never seen it. He's not going to know. Come on, it's totally fine. Sure, Chloe, this is just like Blade. <laughs> Chloe's one, really one, still not old enough to see Blade. Yeah, so, more. So this is. I'm. I'm glad these guys showed up, but I. I wish yeah. that things had progressed a little further. In New York City or around the world. Well, the thing that's weird where, is there seems to be uh, 
just from the stuff we've seen, right. pretend nothing else is happening, which is not believable. Right. There's no just, action occurring off screen. Just even if there's all the action we're seeing on screen is occurring, yeah. that's enough for like things to be happening. Yeah, for mass chaos. So we haven't. So I would have liked to have gotten to the point in yep. the show where we think that. It's all you know that it's it's uh, we're in trouble. Society is failing. There's crazy vampires taking over the place. Let's get to a let's plateau a little bit. Get to a new normal, and then bring and then in the bring good in vampires. these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I I kind of agree with that, Mark. I, I definitely do. That it, it feels. I would have like, waited. Yeah, it doesn't feel like we've hit crazy town yet. Right. I agree. I agree. Finally. And if no one uh, could hear what Mark said, my <laughs> idea was. <laughs> That no 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 cut, have, cut, oh, cut. I'll boost his they'll hear what he says. All right, so he's going to take credit for his idea. It was a great idea. All right, so what what what's the next storyline you want to cover? We did Family Lust. We did Gustav. What's what's next? Is there really only one big story? I'd like to cover the storyline of Nora's mom. <laughs> Nora's mom. What's Nora's, Nora's mom, mom up to? Like Bolivar took the episode off. Bolivar, we haven't seen in two episodes. When's yeah. his concert going to hit? Well, we haven't seen Bolivar, but we have seen his. I was going to say when his record's going to drop, but we've already seen enough drop from him. <laughs> Bam! Zing! All right. <laughs> we've got two more storylines. Oh, we got two more storylines. So which one do we want to get to? Concentration camp or... <sighs> Let's get the concentration camp out of Let's the way. Let's get to it. Okay, Let's so... Let's have gotten way. that out of the way first. You know, you know how I recognize real craftsmanship? <laughs> how do True you? True craftsmanship? How do you? You know, you know how you, you find that? In how, how do you find it? Just look for sawdust. Amen. Amen. Just, I thought you were going to say, just look for Sada. Shoot somebody and then have somebody say who it was. Wouldn't it be great? Oh. It would have been great because we were all joking at the time. Yeah. If he shot the guy and then he said, all right, who did it? Step forward. And everyone was like, no, it was that guy. It was him. The it guy was you him. shot. He did it. That's why you're, that's why you're in charge. Congratulations. You well, got the first guy. Well, wait a minute. How about this? How about this? You're looking for sawdust while the Russians are dropping bombs on you. You know, right. it's like I've got enough trouble. But first, who's been carving? That's exactly so right. So poor man Christoph Walls. He wants somebody to MCW. Yeah, whatever. He he <laughs> wants somebody to carve this box, and he goes to Young Abe. He's like Young Abe. He admits he did no, it. No, no. He says Young A two three five zero five. All right, exactly. That's right. And so we knew. I think listeners, you knew as well. As soon as he brought Abe into this thing, he was like, Abe, start carving this thing. We knew what he was going to carve. Don't you do agree we knew he was going to carve the box? I absolutely agree with that, which leaves another point. I, maybe it's to be saved for a later episode. Maybe no one ever cares. But I would... I, the, the big guy is still such a mystery... You mean the master? The master. I'd yeah, like to know yeah. like, what master and PMCW's relationship is. Have they even met yet? They have well, because they, they were in the parking refer- garage. Because he references him. No, he means in the past. Oh, sorry. Yeah. He's, he's having him make the thing, and he sure. and when he's drunk, he says, "What if there was another guy who was better than Hitler?" And he's clearly referring to the master. So, well, if the master is better than Hitler, that's that's pretty good. It's it's not bad. <laughs> you know, like it's if you're bad. like one better than Hitler. You are uh, pretty high up there on mm-hmm. the evil world order rank. Speaking yeah. of that, I know my, my history is bad. Mm-hmm. Yes. Can anybody, and maybe you could just uh, 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 tweet uh, at Fit and Trim. Uh, can anyone tell me what the first and second Reichs were? Or did they just skip to three? 
No, I remember it was uh, was one maybe the 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 World War. I'll, I'll Google this while we're talking, but I'm pretty sure one of them was one of them was the kind of the Germany in World War One, like they were the. I don't know. Now I let me ask know. you this, uh, dear listeners: was... If you were bored by the discussion we just had, that's how I felt during the concentration camps. <laughs> there was, there was, certainly was a moment when it became, you know, the the McLaughlin group set at Treblinka. It, when, it became yeah. a philosophical discussion, right? And I, again, I believe that we're supposed to make some sort of comparison between. The, the Jews under Hitler right. and human beings under vampires. But uh, here's here's one thing, and rarely will I ever say anything in defense of Adolf Hitler. But rare, not no, don't say never. Rarely, rarely just rarely. Okay, rarely. In this case, and here's an example. In this case, uh, Hitler is better than the master because Hitler did not use any hackers. Right, Hitler didn't need a sexy female hacker to he shut down. He did not need any. Any also, sexy female. Hitler, also, Hitler, Hitler was a painter, so he may have been able to carve it himself. Right. And Hitler, Hitler took over a lot of Europe, for God's sakes. The master's having trouble taking over Manhattan. Mm. I mean, he's being fought by uh, somebody as weak as F, as poor a shot as F. However, I think that what the master is doing better than Hitler, and I cannot believe we're having this conversation. <laughs> yes, okay. Is that... He's the the master's trying to take over one area at a time, right? And he, Hitler engaged the West, and then turned around and said, "You know what? Let's go." By east. the way, by the way, Russia, I know that you've been helping us, but we're going to try to attack you at the same time. In your face! So Hitler bit off more than he could chew. The he master did. doesn't want to bite any more than he can suck. That is that is absolutely absolutely correct. So and now, he, where did he get where did he get the plants? Because he shows up and he's yeah. got this he's got this lovely SS themed. It looked like it was a bit, little bit of SS swag. Yeah, it was an SS industry party or something right, like that. Right, he's like he's got blueprints for the box. Yeah, mm-hmm. PMCW was presenting at a SS that was award at the last ceremony. concentration camp. There was a guy there who could draw really well. Okay, all right. Like, but it was based on. He goes. I've noticed pencil shavings. I'm going to shoot the first person who did this drawing. <laughs> but it was what was it? What was it based on? Good question. So, how long has PMCW been working with the master? Well, this is the stuff that we don't know. That yeah, I, we I need, feel like we it need would to find be, out. Well, why? I mean, clearly they're making the master more interesting, so that they've got something interesting to do in the, in the fourth season of this show. Good. Um, All right. So, uh, well, sorry, sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. Finish your point. No, that's a, no one cares. The fourth season of the show will be called <laughs> Chloe's Revenge. <laughs> I, uh, Revenge. I'm sorry, Amanda. Audrey's, Audrey lost. Audrey lost his revenge. Audrey lost. All right, revenge. let's get to. Uh, so there are some signs of possibly the next flashback we're going to have because these flashbacks apparently can't end. In that Abe grabbed a, what we can assume is a silver knife, right? And that's how he possibly might escape the master. But he didn't use it. He didn't use it he during the Mexican he standoff. During the he Mexican had a chance standoff, and the guy was clearly and, so drunk. Well, he so, brought a knife. To a gun, <laughs> he did. He and he brought he brought a French silver oh, knife. Brother, the Armenian Romanian Armenian Romanian Jew brought a French silver knife to a Mexican standoff with a German Austrian Nazi in Poland in nineteen in Poland. In Poland I will say this: in one of of young A two three five zero five's defense, yeah, is that I think he's realizing that the Nazis are a problem. But that the but that whatever this other thing is is maybe a bigger problem. 
So just knifing this guy and still right. being stuck. Yeah, you'd still be in a concentration him. camp even if you shot the guy. Right, but he still has to go to bed every night in the in the hunting ground in the buffet for the master. Because yeah, all those people. That's think, a good point. That's you a good think point. People would catch on, and or they'd run out of food there. Well, you know, a lot of times, and I, I think a lot of people learn this the hard way. Is if you call, if you're in the concentration camps and you call nine one one, right? It doesn't do you any good. No, if you go nine nine un. <laughs> anyway, so I think we, have we exhausted this storyline? Uh, I think so. I guess I just want to say that this. I, t- I would say that storyline have is they? exhausted <laughs> for sure, one way or the other. I guess what I would say though is like this: it happened in last week's episode. It happened in this episode. You think the Mexican standoff is going to be tense and go somewhere. But it kind of peters out. And they've had that a lot in the last two episodes where the well, tenseness has petered out and kind of not really paid off. Here's my question. I'm going to jump on a Morg's bandwagon again here. Okay. Is that uh, since we know they're both alive in the present. Right. Although something is clearly going to happen to PMCW. Yeah. Right. Uh, the question is what interesting thing can happen in the past that's going to illuminate the present? I, I almost feel like... I don't care so much how we got here. I mean, we haven't seen the wife's heart. That was sort of an interesting thing. But I don't. Right. Do, how much of this? How much of this background do you care to see? I got. I got. I got a prediction, or at least kind of what I thought would happen. It seemed very weird that they would be carving this box and not show the master. So I thought the master was going to show up to to eat Abe. Abe was going to kind of like fight him off with a silver knife. And then the pissed-off master, because he was pissed off, that's when he would turn I, I, poor man's Christoph Waltz. So that's, that's the way I thought it would go, and I thought that would be probably the interesting way it would be. It I like, still feel that PMCW yeah. is not... Well, he's, come on, he's got the monster no, in him. He almost, he almost he, ate I it. understand that he's got the... But he's, he's got worms. He's, he's got worms, baby. He's but haven't we seen him walk outside? Well, we, yes, we yeah, have. Yeah, but we've yeah, also yeah. seen him with no wiener. And we've also seen him with no nose. I mean, no, I understand that. I understand that clearly yeah. he looks the same as he did in, in Poland in 1944. Right. So clearly he's been affected. I just feel like he's slightly different than... Well, look at, look at, all, the, look at all the other ones that have been bit. They're right. out of their minds. Yeah, all, they're, they, they're, they know how they can grab bats, but they're not walking around casually threatening people and, talking, and, remembering, and, speaking and remembering their number Maybe. from when they were in concentration and smelling. Well, they're not as ambitious as uh, PMCW. See, he's something different. Hmm. He bit him. He gave him the double bite, the double tap. <laughs> the double bite? Yeah. <laughs> he, crossed, he crossed the streams when he, he was He crossed the streams. He's different. Yeah, that's We've always said that. He now, okay. So if he is different, here's a question for you. Yeah. I'm ready to answer. Could PMCW actually be the master? Could he be the guy? No, we've seen them together no, 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 in the no, no, parking no, garage. In the parking no, garage, we saw them. In his not two different only that, he was with he was with the old rich sick dude before the master came over. Right. He was in New York before the master came over. The master came over and killed all those people on that flight. Can yeah, we, but can it could have just been uh, you know the, 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 what we think is the master could be you know just a henchman. Oh, or something. I see what That's you're saying. saying. That'd yeah. be a neat, that'd be a good. I'm idea. not saying that that the. Uh, well, we no, think of the master. and we know why. And we know why that's if if one if one good thing has come out of these damn flashbacks <laughs> is that we know that the master and PMCW are two separate people right now. That's oh true. no no no! I I know that they're separate. I just think that maybe he could be something else. That's all I'm saying. Well, I'm telling well, you, we what need, he is. we need he's, to find out. He's he's 
He's a vampire plus. <laughs> he's, he's a vampire plus. So one. then, but then, okay. So now Hold we on, basically now, now listen, have like the, th- this then, is why I don't like your theory, the catfish. Because then we have four types of vampires. What's wrong what with that? Well, there's there's the master who Got it. can Type pick one. up giant boxes and disappear Type and all one. that. Then we have PMCW. Right. Then yes. we have the normal the normal Strigoi. Right. The and monsters. then we have the good guy vampire. So now the we have four guy, kinds let, of no, vampires. No, 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 no. The good guy vamp. This is what I'm telling you. The good guy vampires and PMCW are the same kind of. They're the same kind of vamp. They just don't have. They don't bother with. All the uh, all the makeup that he does, but he's got the neck thing and the, well, the how about the, this the sucker? About, like I, the other they they have them too for sure. They've got them. The Vamp Squad has those too. Yeah, oh, but they have noses. Freeze, they have freeze, these freeze. weird. Uh, yeah, they Voldemort got all kinds noses. of other things going on. Now. Freeze, freeze, freeze! I want to say that once again we are a non-spoiler podcast. So yeah, we con- got no con- idea what's going confirm on. Confirm to us, Catfish, you aren't revealing knowledge from the first half of the book which you read. <laughs> I'm, I'm not I, revealing any knowledge. I will also just to make sure I have not picked up the book in the recent weeks, and right. I'm not revealing anything from the books or from the spectacular now, which right. I, I right. also saw recently. Oh wow! You think they're Sturgoy in that as well? The spectacular. No comment. Now. Okay. Let me no ask comment. you: While you were watching the spectacular, now did you wish someone would have a mouth snake come out and bite somebody? <laughs> No comment. Are, are they mouth snakes or neck snakes? Well, uh, we call we them worms. I think we call them mouth worms. Throat, throat, throat worms. Uh, larynx lizards. So the point okay. is. So what is the point? The point is let's let's I let's get the f levels. out of here. Oh wait, but but before we, I know we want to tackle the main storyline with F Team F and the other team first. But can, I want to talk about a little part of the Team F storyline, and that was back at Stoneheart Industries. And I just have to be honest, I don't care a lick about Stoneheart, the Stoneheart group, or about poor man's, uh, what do we call him again, poor man's Max, Max on Side Al. Yeah, it makes... uh, you know, we don't, I don't care about him. His manservant is a nice guy. You know, big whoop de doo. You know, the, the, and just, he seems to be bossing around PMCW. Yes. So, I mean, so geez, what is he going to? He's going to do a, a hostile takeover of the master. You know, I mean, this, oh, yeah, you know yeah. what this feels like. It's it funny feel? because we have done the Game of Thrones podcast. Yeah, it see. feels as if, and again, not having read the book, it feels as if the same thing is happening here that happened with Game of Thrones. <laughs> is that? We don't see this guy for a long time in the book, but because it's a TV show, they feel like they need to keep up with him, so they bring him in even though uh, nothing is happening with yeah, him. Yeah, nothing is happening mm. with him. Is he still having the transplant, even though well, theoretically the Master's going to make him immortal? I'm well, so at confused. one point I thought he was upset because he felt like he was left behind by the Master, yeah, and now is, yeah. he's talking to the dude again. Okay. We're confused. All right, so now let's go to the very beginning of the episode. We're yeah. in Abe's Knickerbocker shop. And uh, lovely Nora is looking at silver bullets. She sure and, is. and I want to, I've got the closed caption on. I'm just going to read this because it is very head scratching. Silver bullets? Questions F. And uh, Abe says, Yes, I cast them myself. You know, and he's like, I've cast them myself and they're not penetrable to them. And, and I've, I've verified this many times. And, and F. Is like a doubting Thomas. And so he's like, look, before you do that, we've got video. Let's upload the video. You know, why is F doubting? So let's... That's his curse. That is... It's it's classic. It's a classic hero's flaw. This is another thing where they feel like, you know, it feels like there's so many opportunities for 
uh, drama and conflict in this show. Right. And and they feel like they don't want to waste all the ones that are good. So they're <laughs> delaying those out. So they have to put up some phony ones in. Because right. at this point, for F to think like that he can disseminate this no in a doubt. normal manner. Exactly. Or that like... You know, anything this guy tells him at this point, he should be like, okay. Because Nora was the one who was doubting before, and right. F was like, you got to pay attention. If anyone should be doubting, it should be Nora. It should be doubting Nora, not doubting F. All right, so let's, let's, let's do a reenactment real quick. Reenactments are part of the Got Your Milk FX The Strain podcast. Oh, that's exciting. So I, I will be Abe. Uh, I, I will be Nora's mom. You, Mark will be Nora's mom. And Catfish, why don't you be F, okay? Okay. So here we go. So here we go. These silver bullets. They don't like these silver bullets. We're, what? what? Oh. We're out of cereal. <laughs> Thanks, Nora's mom. What are we dealing with here? Werewolves? I thought these were something else. You keep saying they're vampires. Listen, listen. How do I use the microwave? Hey, you, listen. You want to use the microwave on them now? What are you, crazy? Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Oh, my goodness. Now she wants to make turkey. You want to throw turkey at them? Nora. Said, I have a lot are of... Are you ready for school, Nora? Oh, my goodness. Now he thinks he can send him to the principal's office. That's going to work? I have sent many of the Stagoy to the principal's office. They don't like it. They get in trouble and they get suspended. Oh, suspended. Great. I've been suspended, too. Does that mean I'm a werewolf that's allergic to, to, to silver? Nora, your father always liked it when I wore a hat. Oh, great. Now we're going to wear hats. I'm wearing a hat to cover my bad toupee. <laughs> and see, that's it. And see. Wow. I didn't realize how much fun these could be. Oh, no one has. I was, <laughs> no one has. I was kind of... <laughs> Don't feel bad. I was kind of surprised that I was kind of surprised that F didn't doubt that they were out of cereal. Why did you, Mark? I do have to be honest. Why did you choose to be Nora's mom when she wasn't in the scene? She, but she's so, she's rummaging around the pawn shop. Right, but somewhere. she's not in the scene. We were doing a reenact, but you decided I want to be somebody who isn't in the scene. Spoiler alert: If you read the books, this is oh, what you're okay. missing out. Of. Right. You know what? I appreciated. I appreciated that Nora's mom was in the scene because at least it's a justification for someone to say something that doesn't make sense. Because a bunch of stuff that didn't make sense was said, and all these people are in their right minds. All right. So why? So all right. We we've joked around. Do we just want to accept that F, despite having seen these monsters, killed these monsters, eaten their eggs? <laughs> Okay, I think everything. I find, why is he doubting? I find it hard to believe that they can pull this off anymore. Okay, so are we? Gonna I s- mean, F watched the guy grab onto the subway, so which again did not stop at Central yeah, Station. Right. So you, so it sounds like Catfish is the F of our Got Your Milk podcast. <laughs> he is. He's always skeptical. This, he can't believe this will happen Let again. Let me tell you something. We've been here before. <laughs> have, All right, we've been we have, here before. We have been here. We've before. been. Horrible. Our silver. All right, so they, they the the plan is the mm-hmm. plan which F slightly doubts. The plan is we've got to track the master, and if we kill the master, that'll take. Well, care the of one him. thing he does say, which is right, is hey, yeah. we can't go house to house. Yeah, no, F is right on that, but he he he's like he's he's scoffing at he's a scoffer, and he scoffs at many of the things Abe says because he's like I've fought diseases before. 
And so uh, they did the plan, and I guess it's a good plan, is they're going to use Jim. Now, Jim is a facilitating back and forth between being a bad guy who's bad and a bad guy who, like, wants to be good. And so the plan is they're going to use Jim yeah. to track poor man's Christoph Waltz. PMCW. And then find the master and kill the master. Seems like an okay plan. Seems like a fine plan. Seems, yeah, it seems fair enough. It also seems like... Uh... You know, so Abe is telling us about the master and how right. uh, powerful and strong and evil and this whole thing. And these people have been around for centuries, if not sure. millennia. And how are we going to take them out? Oh, well, we'll j- just do the old meet me at Cent- Grand Central at three thirty. I'm okay. With, feels a little. Feels a little easy. I'm okay. Number one, I'm okay with being with Jim being used as a tethered goat. <laughs> I am too. Oh, I am too. Number two, maybe I think that. They don't know whether it's going to work or not. I mean, but what so other choice, choice do they have? Well, but you know, I I don't know. I don't know. Do we want to do we want to talk about before the actual tethered bait scene? The scene between uh, Trader Jim and his cancer-stricken wife. We talked about it already. We, we have talked about it, but yeah. any other points you want to say? Well, no, I think I think we should, no. I think in honor of that scene, we should completely change our minds from what we said before about it. Okay, absolutely. Yeah. What I loved was the <laughs> the depth. Yeah. You know, she, the character was so complex. Right. In that she just had basically. It, it was like ten years of thought process in two scenes. There was a lot going on, and what I what I was thinking about, mm-hmm. I I don't know about you two jokers, but uh, there's a movie in the movie theaters right now called The Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. And spoiler alert: there's a character in the movie who has cancer, and she was by far the best looking cancer on screen cancer victim I've ever seen in my entire life. And uh, so I felt we're a little lacking. Jim could do a little better, is what I'm saying. If he's oh, going to marry a woman who has cancer, cancer, he can do better. That's all I'm saying. You know okay. what I thought you were going to say and what you should say now to go completely opposite was that this was more realistic... Uh, a representation Gar- of somebody. Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy was far more realistic. No, absolutely. I think this was. I think this was. Trust me, if the woman in Guardians of the Galaxy had been married to an idiot like Jim, she would be flip flopping all over the place too. Let me say True this that. though. Uh, whether that no. woman had cancer or not, we will not let you say it. Moving on, she was not going to look as good as the woman who had cancer in Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know. Uh, no, I mean, let's, let's, let's not with spoil. It starts Guardians with the scarf. Right. It starts with the scarf. So, so F comes to Jim's door, and he even admits who he is. He's like, Jim, it's F. And, and Team F, which means Abe, Nora, and F show up. Yeah. Where's Nora's mom, by the way? Did they just, did they tie her? Is she, like, having a we'll conversation with We'll do another reenactment of her. Well, what you failed to mention is yeah. that, is that, again, before this, F was so angry, refusing to use Jim, really his best resource, right. and then gets turned around on this. Right. He he. Uh, I, There's a lot of reversals. I cannot defend just him. for the sake. Well, I of... think I think Jim's motivation gets turned around a lot. Like just theoretically, was it earlier today or yesterday? He was helping dispose the body for Team Stoneheart, and yet today, Not just that how dumb is he? Is he? He goes through all this stuff, and then he puts his wife on a plane and says, "Hey, the guy who can control." Whether my wife gets in or not, or right. is in charge of it, why don't you meet me somewhere? Because uh, I'm, 
e- even the plan was I'm threatening you right. for a hundred thousand dollars. Okay, that's a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, well, it's ridiculously low hard. or high. Yeah. It's ridiculously low because if you're smart, you're saying you're going to say to him, "Look, I need this amount of money because I got to take care of my wife." Right. Amen. Jim's Jim's a very thrifty guy. You know, his apartment is nothing special. No, it's he's well, probably it's, pulling it looks- down some good scratch from the CDC. Yeah. I think a hundred k. A hundred k to Jim is probably like two million to uh, you or uh, you or Bubba Catfish. The whole thing is ridiculous. It, it doesn't uh, stand up to any sort of scrutiny whatsoever. I'm going to defend Jim and his choice. Maybe he was trying to lure him out for saying it's only a hundred k. All of a sudden, he, he doesn't care. It's about walking his, around. He doesn't money. care about his wife now that she's got the plane. Well, she's going to have to take care of herself now. <laughs> walking around money for the P, for PMCW. All right, so they plot. They they have what I I thought it was actually an okay plot. They if you're fighting a vampire, you would try to do it not at a subway station, but somewhere closer to the sun. I honestly think. Right. But they're like, hey, come here with the money, and then but then why? You know, yes, it's out in the open, but why not kill him? He's evil. He's got that silver knife in his pocket yes, somewhere. He knows where. Right. He knows where the. Well, but the whole point is that yes, he's evil, but again, killing him. But they're does trying nothing. to follow. They're trying to. Why not? Why not kidnap him and say, "Well, look, we'll torture and kill you unless you tell us where the master is." I don't think that's going to work with this dude at this point. Just well, not at this point, point, but you right, don't think no. at the beginning it could have. Well, yeah, in Poland in 1944 with the Mexican standoff, but not here. You know, the one thing that does interesting that happens in this scene okay, yeah. is when is PMCW leans close to Jim and everything gets quiet. And yeah. He's, like, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like doing the compelling thing, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is interesting because Jim, as clearly weak-willed as he has been presented You're saying he's double-double you? Weak-willed. Still mm-hmm. manages to... He doesn't fall under his sway. He's like, oh, you know, he... Yeah. Which is weird. That's because it made it feel like this is so important. It's the first time we've see, we've heard this kind of like compelling whisper that, as far as like anybody who's read any kind of vampire lore, that's it's compelling. You cannot resist, right? And yet, Jim, Jim Strongwilled, S.W. He is not. I mean, he resists, but no, nowhere in the rest of the show has he been proven to be strongwilled. In any way, shape, Well, or okay, let's say the plan is not too bright after that. Because they let poor man Christoph Waltz just walk away. They aren't, trying, they aren't doing a great job of tailing him at all. He goes down into the subway, and so I'm thinking, all right, we know there's Stergoy hiding underground. We're going to have a great, exciting action scene. But guess who are not down there anymore, Stergoy? Instead, it's just he's doing kind of the old switcheroo. You thought I was, you thought I was uh, walking in the tunnels. Now I'm back on the platform. Now I'm on the train. Now I'm off the train. Hey, you try to stab me with my sword. I've got moods like the Matrix. Uh, and so suddenly I thought, started thinking, what if Abe could die? And I really did think maybe that could be the exciting end, is, is Abe dying. But, of course, that wouldn't explain the beating heart, so they couldn't kill Abe. And in, instead kind of becomes just another one of these... Uh, you know, a tense scene that kind of gets uh, d- diffused away with nothing exciting happening other than uh, the guy getting shot in the leg. The guy I mean, gets shot in the leg. Uh, F is apparently a hell of a shot. He hits him from... You yeah, know, from pretty far away. From That's pretty, pretty far away. Let me ask you a question that I feel like we should know the answer to at this sure, point. Sure, sure, sure. What is the Master's main plan? That is... The Fourth Reich, I assume, or... But is he just like, well, why we'll just would the let them go and let these the people Reich? go crazy? Is he trying to, 
Is he just trying to infect everybody and then, but then he's not in charge of any of them? Like, what? I don't. I feel like well, I don't they know can what hear him. They can hear him is. talking. People of Easter Goy, when they're turning, they can hear him. Right? You've seen that. Right. right? We've 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 seen that and heard that. And um, so, he, number one, he wants to be in but has regular anybody contact. Ever said anything? Has anybody? Has any one person ever said? Well, I think when we take over, when we whatever. It well, seems, but I think it's unclear at this point to me. I I don't disagree with that, but then this it's, it's sort of like asking, you know, why does a, a bear hunt salmon? Like this is just, what's the point of a bear hunting? Well, that's just what he does. Yeah, but so this but is this just is what the master a, but, does. But, but it's a virus. It's an epidemic. It's it's got to spread somehow. It's got to populate itself so. slowly. Apparently. You think that's what it is? Because I feel like we don't know. We haven't seen the master. We haven't really heard from him. I feel like. In a show like this, it would be nice to know rather than just like, oh, it's just a virus spreading. Like, what I think the master it, plan is? I think it would. Or again, something we'll find out midway through season two. No, no, I, I would love to learn. Maybe our new uh, uh, Black Ops, uh, yeah, our vampi- true. Or vampire team six can six. can um, vampire team let six us in can on totally that. Do it. I will bet you five dollars we don't see a vampire team six next episode. Okay. Oh, Except I'll, for in tra- trailers. Or yeah, pictures. that's true. But uh, I, I thought, you know, what's interesting is that because we saw, I totally take that bet because we're going to see because we're going to see uh, we're going to see the rat killer next one. He's right, gonna the come back. exterminator. But I'll give. You I one totally thing. take that bet. We're, the, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see uh, Vampire Team Six next week. All right. But so there's a there's a there's a bet no, here, in, folks. In there's a bet here. So let's just state it one more time. So Catfish, your position is in the main body of the show. We will not see Vampire Team 6 next week. And, Mork, your position next is... Next episode. Next episode, sure. Your position is, Mork. We will see those fellas, absolutely. Is absolutely. there even an episode next week? Probably right. not. Oh, for because of Labor Day, there mm-hmm. might not the be. The next episode. That's why I, I said the next episode yeah. before. Yeah. I'm not trying All to right. fool you. You know, i got to give it up. Uh, the one thing that I didn't quite... Mork is so suspicious... And he's quietly suspicious. I am quietly suspicious. He's quietly also, suspicious. Uh, Chloe, no gambling. Amen. Team Chloe. It's a bad habit, Chloe. All right, so the one thing I guess I would say that I kind of liked, even though I thought the ending kind of petered out again, is I liked that poor man's Christoph Waltz, he actually seemed afraid for half a second after he got shot, like when he was hiding behind the... Pillow. I don't think he was afraid. I think that's the first time he's felt pain oh, it since could he be. was turned. It could be. Okay. What yeah. about when they canceled MASH? Well, I no, I don't think it was MASH. I think it was Hogan's Heroes that did it for him. <laughs> Shots! <laughs> all right, so. Uh, all right, so. He was like, finally, somebody represented the humor, the humor. of the concentration camp. Yeah, that's true. So we have covered the whole episode. We've covered the whole we sure yeah. have. Uh, is there? We we saw in the previews. If you don't watch the previews, ignore this next part. But we did see our rebel exterminator, exterminator with a badge, possibly meeting up with F. And so the heroes are once again coming together. That seems interesting. But we are at the halfway point. We are at the halfway point of the season. One more question, quickly. Uh, sure. Wouldn't you rather? Because he's far more entertaining to watch and has a better sense of humor, well, don't you? Wouldn't you rather that the Rat Catcher be the lead of this show? Oh, I I love Corey Stoll. I just feel like the character is of F is tough. Yeah, I don't know. I think I I think as long as Abe is at the center, I think Abe and F actually make a good team. And so I I'll, I'll be willing to as long as Abe's around and he doesn't get got, which I 
think probably at some point he will have to die. But uh, as long as Abe's in, I'm fine with F as a hero. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, I think I think when it comes to sexual chemistry, I prefer <laughs> F and Abe f- far more than uh, Ratcatcher. I prefer Nora's and... mom and the toaster. <laughs> she loves All that right. toaster. Enough, enough. Fred! <laughs> enough. Why won't you talk to me this morning? <laughs> I want to go home. All right, so... <laughs> So, but back to the main point is we're at the we're at the midpoint of the season. Yes. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, grade the first half of the first season. Uh, let's give it a letter grade, not our one through ten. So, what what kind of grade are you going to give it? I'm going to give it a B minus. It shows potential, but these last six episodes have to live up to this potential. What do you think, Mork? I I think we have not lived up to our potential. So oh. I'm I'm gonna give it a C. A C, okay. But it's it's all right there. It is all it's right. It's all there. right there. All right, and and catfish, your mid season grade on FX is the strain. I'm gonna give it a C as well. Ooh, tough. I think graders. it suffers. It suffers from the same problem that Under the Dome suffered. Okay. And it, it's. Uh, Sadly, I, I believe it's a part of our, our television system that's different than the way it is in, in, in Britain. Yeah, what's that? Is that... Lack of accents? Some, I think some shows would be better off if they knew they were going to end the whole story. They, oh, I see what you're saying. Because once it, once it sort of becomes popular, then it's like, okay, we're just going to have to draw this out and draw this out. Well, hopefully they've learned yeah. something from Breaking Bad and... Yeah, Breaking well, Bad, I will mention, hold off. I will mention two shows. Let's hear. Dallas. Uh, one of them is Revenge, which okay. I watched for a while, and then it became so ridiculous because it was successful, right. and they had to delay any kind of revenge she was making. So uh, they had to go to great great extents to put blocks in her new New kinds of vengeance. The, other, the show other show I will mention is Sleepy Hollow. Which started off, which because I thought of that earlier, because you talked about the craziness. Started off crazy, and you thought there's no way it can keep this up, and it just ramped it up, and it ramped it up, and it ramped it up, and that is the most fun show on broadcast television. I think fun, just crazy fun. Okay, well, I don't watch Scandal, but from everything I hear, Scandal, oh, right. Scandal, kind of goes, goes, and goes. You know, like they plow through story, they plow through stuff, right? And and we are when this show takes the full step into into Armageddon or whatever you want to call it, into vampire apocalypse. Uh, when it lets Abe do his thing and go to town on people with his sword. I think that's when the show's at its best, and I'm hoping in these last six episodes it unleashes the beast. Well, it's got. I mean, it's I, already I been, hope they do. It's you know how they might be able to do that for next year, right? So they are big hit, know, big hit. For so me. they already know they're just going to try and squeeze as much out of this as they can. Do what, th- what were you going to say, Mark? So I'll, I think we need to have a second bet. Okay, so the first bet, bet is right. about seeing Vampire Team Six next week, right? Uh, I'm going to bet that before the end of season one, Uh we will see Abe driving around in a rascal scooter. (laughs) I will take that bet as well. All right. How much much would you like to wager, Let's go double double or nothing on that other bet. Double or nothing? All right. (laughs) How about about you, Bubba? Well, I want to bet. I want to do a bet. And once again, we don't. Got your mail! Because first of all, we know. First of all, we know. And again, not to keep... (laughs) Not to kind of keep, not to kind of keep comparing to other shows, but yeah. Ray Donovan also has a problem where in the first season they set 
the two main guys yeah, against each other. I haven't right? heard, I I'm just going to say this. They've got two go, leads go, where go. they set them against each other, and then you realize, okay, neither of these guys is going to go. Oh, okay? yeah, I see what you're saying. So, you know, it's kind of a fallacy. It kind of takes the uh, drama out of it to say, to, to make that the central drama. Yeah, if it feels like you can't defeat them this season, which you definitely can't. Yeah, no. Then then maybe that's some drama. My, my bet is, and I want to see who's going to take it up on, the thing I just said a second ago. I bet Abe is dead by the end of this first season. Do you agree or disagree? Even well, though I think he's the most important character to my enjoyment of the show... I think he's going to die in this first well, season. Well, once F, all F has to do is, number one, believe. Number two, take the sword. <laughs> yeah. And number three, read the hand-selected books that tell you exactly what's right and what's wrong. That is wrong. true. That, that so is... You're, you think it can happen. You agree? You don't want to bet me because you think it could happen. I, I will, think it could happen. Yeah. I will say this. I will say this. If if Abe does not secure a rascal scooter for himself, then it is far more likely that he will die. This is like a gun in a play. You know when they say you, you when you show a gun in a play, it has to go off? Mm-hmm. When you see heart medicine on a show, the person taking it <laughs> has to die. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, it was a we've had a very interesting discussion about an episode we were all not completely sold on. We got big hopes for these last six episodes. Some of us do. So... Hey, Please, hey, we, cat, hey, oh ye little faith. So let me say that our opinion is great, but the big opinion we care about is yours. Write us, tell us what you think, hit us up on Twitter. You can reach me, Bubba, at Fit and Trim, that's F-I-T-T-E-N-T-R-I-M, at Fit and Trim on Twitter, or you could reach Catfish at C-J-G-Man 67. Or you can reach Mork at... Where's the toaster? I can't find the toaster. At Nora's mother on Twitter. (laughs) And also, please give us uh, your feedback on iTunes reviews. It helps other people find the Got Your Milk FX is the Strain podcast. And you can give us constructive criticism and or you can say which reenactment you want us to do next. So we'll hear you next time on Got Got Your Milk! Milk!